0: Hello ladies. Welcome to the Hourly to Exit podcast. I'm your host, Erin Austin. My goal with every episode is to share information and resources to help you achieve the next level of growth in your expertise-based business. We all know generating income from our expertise is pretty easy. The challenge is in scaling and building a business that can run without you. Join me here every week to make sure you are building an asset that can be used to fund your goals and your legacy. Before we get started though, one little disclaimer, because I'm a lawyer. The information I share on the podcast is general in nature and is provided for information purposes only. It is not to be relied upon nor construed as providing legal advice or legal opinions about any specific issue or set of facts. Now here we go. Hello, welcome to the Hourly to Exit LinkedIn Live broadcast. So welcome. I do these every last Wednesday of the month. And I like to talk about the things that we cover on the Hourly to Exit podcast. So for those of you who are new, and we've not met before. I'm Aaron Austin. I'm the founder of Think Beyond IP and the creator of the Hour to Exit podcast. I work with B2B professional services providers, those of us who are experts and use our intellect and that our intellect is our major, our main inventory to help you create a business that is scalable and hopefully someday be saleable. And my angle as an IP lawyer is to make sure that you understand how to turn your expertise into intellectual property, to create it, to protect it, to monetize it through leverage strategies. And so in response to a number of conversations that I've had recently about intellectual property and how to protect it, I created the IP tracker. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I wanted to start with just some background about it, about why it's important and how it can help you in your business. So if you are anything like me, I am a lawyer, but I'm also a major creator of intellectual property. I write a lot. I talk a lot. I do the podcast. I have a newsletter. I post on LinkedIn. And so I have intellectual property everywhere. And as I like to describe, intellectual property is the product of your intellect. So if you're an expert, you're creating intellectual property all the time. So I don't want you to think of IP as just things like books or courses or software. It's everything that is the result of our intellect. Once we put something on paper, on video, recording it, we are creating intellectual property. So yes, it is things like books and courses, but it's also the standards of procedure that you have inside your business. It is the framework that you use. It is the deliverables that you make for your clients. They are the deliverables that you're receiving from your subcontractors. And so all these things are intellectual property. And in order to build an expertise based business that has those foundations for creating products, having scale. And having a business that is not simply an outselling our time, we need to make sure we are creating assets and that we're tracking them because we can't protect what we don't track. And so if you recognize that you have a lots of content, lots of intellectual property assets that are here and there struggling to keep track of them or not tracking them at all, Or if you're worried about losing control of your assets because we have to expose them to third parties, we expose them to our clients, we expose them to our employees, we expose them to contractors. Again, we want to make sure that we're tracking these things so we can make best use of them. So I'm going to use an analogy to talk about why it is so important that we start today. I mean, just from a purely business building perspective. Every intellectual property asset that we create is another brick in our foundation for us to be building a high value business that we can scale and maybe sell someday. And those pieces are like compounding interest. We want to do that every day so that we don't lose any value. But my analogy for today is that of a retail store. And so, what if we had a retail store where the inventory was just thrown in the back room? No organization, everything mixed in together, stuff in boxes, stuff in shelves, stuff in carts. And how could we run a business that way? We couldn't run a business that way. We wouldn't know what we had in stock. We wouldn't know whether or not we're selling it for a profitable amount because we're not tracking what it cost us. We don't know if some of it is walking out the door because we don't have an inventory of it. That's why when you're in a retail business, that inventory tracking is so important, but it's also very important in our businesses because our intellectual property is our inventory. So we need to make sure that we're tracking it to know that what we have, what we need, who's got it, what they're doing with it. This is how we make sure that we're keeping control of our most valuable assets. So- The risks of not maintaining our inventory, tracking our inventory, updating our inventory, protecting our inventory are many. Here's just a few that we'll talk about today. So, one: if you're not tracking your inventory, you could actually be in breach of your client agreements. Back to the deliverables example, there will be some of those deliverables that are your pre-existing materials and you're continued to own some of those deliverables might be original and the client's going to own them. But if we don't understand the difference between the two, one, we could be breaching our client agreements by using those deliverables that are 100% theirs, or we may be giving them too many rights and therefore they have the ability to use it without you. Both are tragic, right? In addition, some client agreements may have restrictions on how you can use your own IP. We call those non-competes. If you follow me at all, you know I'm a rabidly anti-non-compete. No one should tell you how you can use your IP. That's yours. You have exclusive use for it. That's the value of it. Sometimes we will have those non-competes in there. And so those put restrictions on how we can use our intellectual property. We need to make note of those restrictions so that we aren't actually breaching those client agreements. If we aren't tracking our IP, we won't know who else has access to it, who might be using it. You may have given someone the permission to use your IP in a very limited circumstance, but not indefinitely and not in other circumstances. And so we want to make sure that we are tracking who's got what. In that case, it's more like a library, right? of understanding who has been lent your intellectual property. If we don't understand what of our intellectual property is confidential, and that means that the value of it is that it's your secret, then we don't know when we need to make sure we're using non-disclosure agreements before we share it. And it's not just outside non-disclosure agreements, but it could be just internally. Even among employees, it's not necessary or you should not be sharing confidential business information with every single employee if it's not part of their duties. So we want to make sure that we are only sharing confidential information on an as-needed basis, that we're using non-disclosure agreements when we do need to share it, and that we are tracking it so that we're getting it back if it's something that you need to give to someone outside of your business. And then sometimes we simply don't own what we think we own, things that we get from a certification program, things that we get off the internet, things that we have access to because we're a subcontractor to somebody else. And so maybe we've been using these things inside of our business with our one-on-one clients. And so far, it's not been a problem, but we need to make sure we understand that we have limited rights in those things. If we were to, say, try to make our own training materials that incorporated those third-party elements, we need to make sure we understand the limits of those rights so that we aren't breaching those agreements. So the IP Tracker is designed to help you track all these things. Hey, everyone. A quick word from our sponsor, Think Beyond IP. Think Beyond IP helps your professional services firm build the essential legal and strategic foundation required to confidently scale your business by developing, protecting, and leveraging intellectual property assets. You can find us at thinkbeyondip.com. Now, back to the show. So create a one-stop shop for creating the organized body of work then you can access that climbing. For me, this is one of my personal problems, is I've created a lot of content. I've written in different places, either LinkedIn or newsletter or presentations, and I create it in different places. I'm an old-school Outlook person and Word and Microsoft Office person. So I have some stuff in there, and every once in a while I'll try Google Docs, and I never stay there, and so sometimes it's there. Sometimes I write something while I'm in my car, and it's in my phone. And so having it all in one place, having it organized by topic, this came up recently. I was talking to someone and I wanted to, we are talking about AI and I'm like, oh, I wrote something up that's kind of analogous to this. And I looked all over for it. And it was something that I had written originally in LinkedIn. So I didn't have a record of it in any of the places I was looking for it. And I finally found it on LinkedIn, but it took a fair amount of my time to find that. And so having it tracked everything that you create tracked somewhere would have helped me in that instance. Everyone talks about repurposing your content and that's not that easy to do if you don't know what you have, where it is, what you've already done, how to massage it to make it a little bit different or refresh it. Again, tracking those third party rights to make sure we're not accidentally tripping that up. And then it helps you understand how much you have actually. When you use it as an IP journal, which is actually my next slide, which we're going to talk about, it helps you really realize how much intellectual property you're creating every day even as you're taking notes, perhaps we're always creating intellectual property but you'll also see that only some of it is really valuable and so the IP tracker does help you distinguish between just all the stuff we have, maybe a gazillion blog posts, some of them may be real gems, probably a lot of them are okay but not super valuable, right? And so which of those things do we need to protect or even get registration for because it is so valuable? And then I think I'm blocking the last bullet there, but it talks about in the event you do want to sell your business and you have to go through the legal due diligence process, when you have this in place, you will sail through that process. So if you have ever billed by the hour, You know how painful it is to not be tracking things daily, to have to go back and recreate things after the fact. And when I started practicing law, it was pre app timekeeping, app times. You had to write everything down. And it was very painful if you didn't write everything down at the time. Now, the IP tracker does require you to go in and add your creations or the acquisitions, because some things you get from third parties, you do need to make a habit of making sure you're tracking those things. But that's how you're going to have the most value out of it, and the most confidence in the materials that you have. So we're going to talk about the new materials, and I'm hoping everyone has downloaded it by now. There is a link in the show notes, so you can get your free copy. Make sure you take it out of the Dropbox and download it because there are some drop-down menus in there that only works if you download it and that won't work inside a Dropbox. So we're going to talk about using it as a journal so that you're adding your new materials on a daily basis or weekly basis. So you're creating a habit and organizing it that way. But the thing that most people are worried about is what to do with all their existing materials. When I showed a draft of the IP journal to some colleagues and one of them described it as brutally comprehensive because when you look at it, it's like, oh, my God, this is a lot. Well, it's a lot because we have a lot of materials that we have created for us, use in our businesses that we acquired from third parties. That's the nature of being an expertise-based business in the 21st century. The IP, it's everywhere but what I don't want is for you to feel overwhelmed by the process. So what we're going to spend most of our time talking about is how to prioritize inventorying, cataloging your existing materials so that you make sure that you get those into your IP tracker. I put together a priority process and that way you can kind of attack this in a basis of priorities. So Your first priority, the things you want to get in there at the first chunk, the first chunk of time that you take are going to be those things that you would hire a lawyer to protect in the event of an infringement. So for those of you who are trainers, you, I'm sure, have developed training materials. There are your proprietary materials. Those are the things that you go into your clients for. And so the things that you would hire a lawyer to protect. This is the essence of your business. This is literally the revenue stream in your business. So you want to make sure, one, that you're tracking all the elements in it. And there may be multiple elements in a training materials. There may be some videos in there. There may be workbooks in there. There may be role-playing exercises, things like that. And so you want to track all of them. And you want to make sure that they are all protected. One of the things about copyright registration, which is I'm going to do another one about this because I've just recently been learning more about the complications when you're registering materials that have different elements, like some stuff is in writing and some stuff is on video and some stuff is on audio and the complications of registering them. But you want to make sure that you are tracking all the elements because there are different registration issues there. First priority get in those things that are like, that's how you make money, right? Second priority. So the other things that you use to create value for your clients. So maybe you have a database of resources that you go to again and again, that you have some models or some templates that you use as the starting point every time you create a certain type of deliverable for a client. These are all things we want to make sure that is an intellectual property, and you do want to make sure you are tracking it, because that is also one of those things that you want to make sure are protected from third parties who may have access to it either an employee, former employees, or subcontractors. Your third priority will be your confidential information. I think of the second priority items is those things that you use to create deliverables, and that your third priority items, the things that you use in your back office. And obviously, these are not mutually exclusive. There will be confidential information that is also it used to create value and think you create value the things that you would hire a lawyer to defend but as you think about them because you can't do all this in one sitting as you think about prioritizing them look at it this way so your confidential information would of course include things like customer information price list financials maybe you've done some market research things like that that is very valuable because you have it and if you have to give access to it let's say you hire someone to do some sort of marketing. The things where you have someone do a major mailing for you or do a major outreach for you and they have access to your mailing list because they need it to do the outreach for you. You want to make sure that before you hand that over that you are protecting it with the non-disclosure agreement. Internally, if you have things like product development, you want to make sure that you're protecting those things before anyone has access to it and making sure that it's shared only on an as-needed basis. And then the fourth priority, publicly available information that hasn't been captured earlier. These may be your blog posts, website content, webinars that you've done LinkedIn Lives. These are things that you just want to make sure you're tracking because these become assets that you can use in other ways for that content calendar, for repurposing. It may be things that you want to create graphics out of or that are value-added bonuses or incentives to help close a deal or to add to a digital offer. Maybe there's a white paper that, that can become a separate asset. So these are other things that you want to track. And so now we're going to go to my screen. I'm going to share screen. And this will be my first time doing it. So please be patient with me and we're going to look at the tracker. All right, I think I did this right. So, of course, it told me that this is better if I have two screens, which I do not. So, now I cannot see my LinkedIn Live screen anymore, but I'm going to trust that you can see it. So, this is the IP tracker. We start with a overview of how to use it, but we're going to go through all of these. But basically, it helps you Think about what all the assets are in your business because there's a lot more intellectual property assets in your business than you think there are. Thinking about how you got them, how you acquired something, whether you created it or you got it from a third party, that will make a difference about how you need to document it, what rights you have in it, or if you created it in connection with an engagement and a brief description. And the important parts are how valuable is it to your business? Is it something that actually creates your competitive edge? Is it the way you make money? Is it the thing that your competitors would love to have? Is it something that you invested a lot of money into create? And how does it help you with your positioning in the marketplace? And then next steps. So if it's something that we find out, it provides a major competitive advantage And it's a major differentiator, and you haven't protected it in any way, then we need to have those next steps so you know what you need to do. So, as an example, as I mentioned, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and I wanted to find this LinkedIn post that I didn't know was a LinkedIn post that was tangential to the AI conversation. And so I had it, and it was a LinkedIn live, it was a LinkedIn post. I realize I don't have a LinkedIn post here, so I think I'm going to add that. I'm going to just create another thing, and this is something that I also discovered as I was going through this. I'm going to add a column here. Let me send this to you. That includes the date that it was created, and it's owned. Oh, it has a dropdown, whether or not it's licensed or owned here. I acquired it. I created it. It doesn't have an expiration date. If it's licensed, If you receive something from a third party, let's say you are using photographs that you received from a stock photography place. Maybe you have it for a year or maybe you have something that you're using while you are a member of a community. I know that the value builders, they have these assessment tools that you can use while you're a licensed member of their community, but you can't use it afterwards. So in that case, you'd have a expiration date. Because I created the post and I own it, there's none. It's not registered and I have not registered any of my LinkedIn posts. Competitive advantage. Now, a LinkedIn post is intellectual property. It is protectable under copyright laws. And because I created it, I am the owner of the copyright in that LinkedIn post. So, do I have exclusive use of it? Yes, because IP, intellectual property laws, give the exclusive right to use, to perform, to sell, to license, to make derivatives of your intellectual property asset. So by virtue of it being a copyrightable asset that I own, I have exclusive use of it by virtue of the intellectual property laws. So I have exclusive use of it. That said, what is the business impact of it? If we go back to my business impact, is it a differentiator that my business could not provide service without? No, it's a differentiator, but my business could provide services without it. No, I don't think it's a differentiator. If your business needs this asset to provide services, but could outsource it or the asset is undifferentiated, I would say that this applies. It is part of my body of work. And it adds to my own thought leadership. It helps me think through issues when I, every time I write something, I think about, I feel like I learned something new about what I'm writing about in the totality of my body of work, I think is a differentiator. But no, I would say that this singular LinkedIn post is not a differentiator. And so I am going to call this a two. And when I look at my next steps, these are generalities. There are subtleties, obviously, and special circumstances for everything, but for something that is generally not a three or a four, that is not a high value asset. There's not much I need to do with it. Now, let's talk about my IP tracker, which I just created. This is going to be a product. So I'm going to put my IP tracker in here and I own it because I created it and again, no expiration. So is it registered? At this time, it is not. Does it create a competitive advantage? It is exclusive because the IP tracker is, even though I will back up and say, because I talk about this stuff so much, I want to make sure everyone's on the same page, that as soon as an IP asset is created, the creator owns it under IP law. The fact that you haven't registered yet does not mean it's in the public domain. It does not mean that other people have rights to use it. When you create something original and you put it on paper, put it on canvas, etch it out of stone, it is your original creation. It is covered by copyright protections. And so, by virtue of that, even though I have not registered my IP tracker yet, I have exclusive use of it. And then the business impact for me. That is a differentiator. Can I provide services without it? I can. So I also do one-on-one services with my clients. My business doesn't die without it. But it is a differentiator though. It is part of the way people will evaluate my expertise is my ability to help them own, protect, control, and leverage their intellectual property. That is basically what I do. And so it is part of my differentiation. And so I consider it a three. So I'm going to make this guy a three. My next steps for me are if I have exclusive use and I have a four or three, I need to register this thing. So my next steps are going to be register in the copyright office. And so that applies to the next page. These are some things that may not be public. So that's the way I kind of have set these out. I use the term trade secrets because that's the way we probably think about the things that we use inside of our businesses that are confidential. Although trade secrets are intellectual property, but I do set them out separately here. And so this is, and then adding everything. So at the end of today, because today I'm creating this webinar and I'm recording it, and it will become a episode as well of the hourly exit podcast episode. I will add this as a well. I guess we can go both places, right? It can be a podcast episode as well as a webinar, so I can add that. So I can track that as well. I'm going to stop sharing and let's see what happens. Oh, look at that! And then I'll go back to my slides. All right. So these are the priorities that we talked about, and so. As you think about your business, as you go through the IP journal and looking at those categories, you can do kind of a high level, where does it fall in the priorities? Is this something that I would hire a lawyer to protect? And if it's not, then skip on to the next one and keep going through it. And once you hit that, then those are the things you want to pay attention to until the next time you can get back to it. But it'll always be there for you. But I do encourage you to try to build a habit, which is going to be a challenge for me as well, of recording things as we create them. And you'll be surprised to see how many things you create during the course of the day. So with that, this is thinkbeyondip.com is my website. You can go there and get a sign up for all the goodies I have. You can find a sign up for my website. I have a free resource library there as well. podcast as well as if there's any of the materials that I talked about today that you don't have access to, you can find them there as well. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you may have. As you have a chance to work with the IP tracker and you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. This is thinkbeyondip.com and just shoot me any questions that you have, any feedback. I'd appreciate it. I just launched the product. So I am very open to any feedback. I want it to be as helpful of a resource as possible. One of the things I know that I'm going to be doing is adding that date created and make it easier to separate by topic as well or two things I'm going to be doing. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much. And I hope to see you again soon. Thanks for listening. Do not forget to check out the show notes for links to connect with today's guest, and for the resources, offers, and organizations that we discussed. You can also find the links at hourlytoexit.com backslash podcast. If you got value from this episode, please subscribe, and I'd be so grateful for a review. I'm here to support your journey.